three, two, one, and uh, we're live, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Um, awesome guest today. Someone I've been trying to get on for a while, and we finally got her on, so really excited. Um, we have Kiara, did I pronounce that pronounced that correct? Right. Who uh, I got in touch with because her profile, your profile on LinkedIn was quite interesting because of the things you've worked on, um, especially within the realm of like speaking and everything you do, which has been an interesting realm that I've kind of getting into and learning about because quite it's quite interesting. So I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for, for being here. Me. Uh, so I like to always start off with a bit of background because I always I'm very fascinated by the things people study and how they get into. Right. So what, I like to know what what do you study in university? So I read international politics. I studied okay. in the University of Stirling in Scotland. Okay. Um, and so that was that's been my passion um, ever since I was in high school. So I decided to pursue my academic interest in international politics. Okay. And from there, it's been a domino effect of getting involved with you know international organizations okay fine so you're one of those people that actually studied what you ended up doing pretty much like when you when you (laughs) study international politics you don't become you know an mp or you know heads of state of course it's a long journey um but of course international politics exposes you to different but why politics did you always have an interest in it even growing up yes always been very passionate about international organizations you know geopolitical issues Um, Do do you remember that first moment i guess growing up when you're like oh i really love this yeah, so funny one. Um, when I was eight, I met the the mayor of my city. And oh wow! My, okay. my parents really didn't hike agreement. So um, when I met him, I was like, I, I mean, I know that you're really not good at what you're doing, and I wish one day I'll be the city mayor. Is that, is that <laughs> what you told the mayor? <laughs> yeah, and that that's been like you know one of the anecdotes that are super famous in my family. Like, that's crazy. Eight years I, old. Can't, I can't imagine being eight years old <laughs> yeah. meeting the mayor. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you suck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I, I want to I replace you when I grow up. That's pretty basically much. what we told him. I want to yeah. replace you. I was you. so blunt. And, That's yeah. so funny. Well, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So there you go. And okay, fine. So after university, what was the first What was the first job? So the first job was uh, for um, a foundation. Do, before that, did you do any like MUN, Model United Nations, anything like that? Kind of um, before? I've been organizing the European uh, one. So it's the... The Modern European Union, where okay. we simulated the European Commission and European Parliament, and it was the official one of the European institutions. Okay. So it was every year in Strasbourg. For, okay. Uh, you were doing that, you were that during your university or during high school? No, it okay. was everything you know on the side. But I didn't do anything in in high school for any. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine, and fine. in Italy was not popular back then. Um, I I just got invited when I was in university. Oh, okay, fine. Um, so it started uh, like that. All right, very cool. So okay, so let's go back to the the first job was. The first job was for uh, um, an NGO. Okay. Um, and he gave me a lot of exposure to the world of charity. NGOs um, are interesting. Yes. Interesting world. So, is it? So let, let's let's go in. So, what does NGO stand for? The non-governmental organization. All right, cool. And is is it the same as a charity? The line is very blurred. Like even right? even university in the UK is classified as a charity. So okay. it's yeah, it really depends case by case. Well, I feel it is there. Like charity, I feel has like has like a cause. Like we okay, we want to help. Let's say I don't know, like animals or something. You kind mm-hmm. of give money and they help with animals, right? Like mm-hmm. a Red Cross thing. Well, yeah. I feel NGOs do more. More, they actually get into more of like the legal aspect of it, maybe, or they try to do like a change in like this instead of trying to fix it, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they yeah. do a lot of lobbying. They do policy provisions. Okay, fine. So they take empirical data and then they okay. go out and lobby the government and push certain policies. Okay, cool. And what what was this NGO focused on? Uh, this one was on education. Um, okay. This charity um, built a school in Zambia. 
All right. Wow. Okay. Um, so it was it was a very interesting project, and in this project we had to involve also the UK Charity Commission, okay, Oxfam, the British Council. So it's always been, uh, you know, mastering, you know, partnerships. And what, what were you doing there exactly? I was the head of the project. Oh, you were the head so, of the wow. Yeah. Right out of university. That's awesome. That's yeah. like a really cool project yeah. to work on. Did you end up going to Zambia? Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh, no. that's too bad. Yeah. So uh, how how did how did it go overall? Were you able to actually? It was. I mean, of course, you know, managing the school, creating it from scratch remotely is especially not yeah, remotely thing. must be really yeah, difficult very difficult so we of yeah. course we had the local team and we had people from our london office that would go to zambia to monitor the progress but yeah isn't it really hard like I'm, i can't imagine how to do it even remotely even though you do have a local team and someone goes every now and then there has to be things you don't see obviously for sure, right? for sure. there's a lot of accountability that goes into it yeah um, but it's difficult to do that remotely for sure and what what, what year was this this was 2000 and uh 14 2014 yes. and, how, and how's the and how's the geopolitical uh situations i mean was it was it steady i don't, I don't know much about that um region. somehow yeah more like steadier than other countries in, in africa for sure all right but, cool um, and, and hopefully the, the the whole project went well um as far as i know yeah yes oh okay, that's awesome that's yes. good to hear so it's good to hear that you started something and it actually ended up being something yes but i started my career when I was 18. So okay. when I was in university, I was already working with European Parliament, okay, European wow. Commission. Um, How do you even get projects. into that? Um, so I won a, um, a prize when I was 18. What was um, the prize? It was, it's the Charlemagne Youth Prize competition. Okay. Uh, every year it's been... Like Charlemagne as like the... The founder of Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daddy Europe. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Every year, it's awarded to people from 18 to 35. Um, okay. They create community projects that foster the European spirit. And what was the project that made you win the award? Um, this was a, an art project that gathered okay. people from over Europe, um, you know, to to share everything related mm -hmm. to arts, you know, to their, um, you know, uh, traditions. Okay. And it, it convened in a festival in Italy. Okay. Um, so it was awarded, and I was given yeah the prize from Angela That's Merkel. That's awesome. Yeah. So, that's so cool it was it was a great start so it's been a domino effect ever since then that's super cool um were you the youngest ever win it because 1835 and you got it at 18 yeah. were you the youngest ever win yeah. it yeah and i was the first edition so it's oh, been a great honor that's yeah. super cool wow congratulations yeah, look at you and this uh, year i was presenting the prize after 11 years so that oh, was wow. it was very emotional who won it this year italy again okay so it's been like a circle but what was the project that they were working on? Um, this was called Radiophonica. Okay. Uh, it was a project um, that essentially gathers all the radio stations in Europe okay. that are, you know, university radio stations. Okay, not about. like the mainstream ones. No. Okay. Um, and all these radios, you know, talk about the European spirit, um, voting issues, you know, mm -hmm. mi migration, you know, everything that is really... Very cool. How many radio stations perfect. did they gather, do you know? I believe they have 250 around Europe. Wow. Yeah, it's a massive project. That's huge. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, good for them. It must have been really awesome to present it. Yeah. And how old was the project leader? Um, she is, her name is Sara. Okay. Uh, Sara, if you're hearing this, hi. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> ciao. Um, Sara, I think, is 26. All right, cool. Yes. So you're younger. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Uh, so basically, you got into that NGO for a couple of years, I guess, yeah. and you worked on that project. When, where was the next step? Then I moved to Dubai. Okay, why Dubai? Um, because, so I, I, I'm been um, a representative for students worldwide at the World Innovation Summit for Education okay. for Qatar Foundation. 
And when it, this was when I was in university. Okay. How so, do you get that gig? Um, I was selected because of my public speaking. That's super um, cool. So, so I guess you had really good teachers who really like... You were selected by your Not teachers, really. professors? Not really, no? Who <laughs> no. selected you? Um, it was an NGO I was working for in Canada. All right, and the, yeah. and the NGOs you were working with are, yeah. are good then for selecting you. So then you were selected for this, um, was like a, what do you call it? It was the biggest education summit. Okay. Uh, it, it is created by Qatar Foundation. All right, very and cool. the World Innovation Summit for Education. Awesome, okay. Yeah. And you were like the re what, you're representing head of it? But you were, was, still, you were still in Italy? Uh, I was in Scotland. You were in Scotland, Yeah, Sorry. I was okay. in, in uni, so I was the person that represented students from Europe. That's so so cool. it was a massive honor. All right, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so back to the question is, why Dubai? Is because you want to be in the GC? So after Qatar, I, I wrote my thesis on Qatar, okay. my BA thesis. What, was the, was, what was the title? Um, it was um, the um, bilateral relations US-Qatar post 9-11. Interesting. Um, and, and how? Are you, what kind of research did you use? Um, it was empirical data okay. and a lot of interviews. Um, but I suppose we can skip this topic yeah, for fine, now. Fine. Fair <laughs> enough. And uh, yeah. did it get published? It's it was. It right, was. Right, it's cool. also on Amazon. So that's cool. All right. Cool. I'm yeah. definitely gonna check it out then. All right. Cool. So then, okay, you did that, and and then you're like, all right, cool. I want to be in the GC. I'll yes. give it a shot. Yes. And back then, Doha was. A much smaller kind, like market, yeah, 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 for what I used to do. So, um, was this like 2015? Was this? Uh, this was 2014, yeah, okay. end of 2014. So I decided that um, I should try in Dubai. Mm -hmm. I had never been to Dubai before. Did you Did you have any friends here? Did you hear no about one. it? No one. I okay. had just nothing. I okay. just met one person at a conference. Like, okay, fine, back fair in, Yeah. So you do any research? You're like, oh, I'm just, screw it. I'm just going to well, get on a plane. The, <laughs> yeah, the events industry was thriving in Dubai. And okay. I, I, I was extremely confident that I would have, you know, All right, cool. Did you, did you Did you get a job before you got here? You kind of... No, okay. I came here to job hunt. Awesome. So you got here, end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And where do you go? Um, so I I started working <laughs> for um, a company called ACM. Okay. Um, Is it an events company? Yes. Yes. Right, cool. Conferences. I've always been in conferences, not really in exhibitions. Uh, what kind of conferences? Um, a lot of government-led and okay. um, yeah, B two B as well. All right. Cool. Did you were able to? Did you try to get into that political the uh, political realm that you were already in in Europe? Was, was did you try to get into that here? I managed to make it right, that cool. way. Yes. Must not be easy. No, All but right, cool. I, that's my passion, and that's. All what, right, cool. So, yeah. uh, can you talk about what the things you worked on? Sure. Um, so, for example, I can tell you what I'm doing right now. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm working on several ministerial events. Um, the first one being the largest tech event in Saudi Arabia, which is the okay. Saudi Emerging Technologies Conference. Super cool. Uh, it's going to be in November. Um, awesome. In Riyadh. Are you going to go to Riyadh? Yes, of course. All right. Have yes. you been? Yeah, I've, I go every month. Uh, okay. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's under the auspices of um, the Minister of Communication okay. and IT. Um, so that is, there's going to be a, a big event with uh, representation from Google, the World Bank, Cisco. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I have a cool. friend of mine, he, he, he does events, he used to do events, uh, the World, not WHO, it was the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Yeah, that's, he, he used to do a lot of that in, in Europe. He's, he's been doing that for a while now. And he's, he was always into politics, so it's, it's a quite interesting realm. What, I'd like to know, when did you get into like public speaking? Because you you've been doing that, right? Yeah. How long got how long have you been doing public speaking? It's been way? ten years. Okay, ever since you were like what? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Well, did you ever have stage fright? No. Interesting. No. Um, um I enjoy public speaking. Was um, your family or really about like the stage? Were kind of how how did? No, you... not really. My well, my dad is a lawyer, so probably that's why. Okay, fine. I'm quite comfortable arguing back and forth. Interesting. <laughs> were you ever like in debate clubs or anything like that? Not really. Oh, no. Okay, fine. No. Interesting, because. Uh, 
a lot of the public speakers I got on, a lot of them talk about how a lot earlier on, a lot of them maybe had like some fears and they just had to learn to get over it. Like mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to have a fear of, of stage. I would I never say o- that. I, I, I got over it. Okay. I remember um, I used to have a lot of confidence issues growing up mm-hmm. when I was like uh, in my teens. And I think when I was like 17, I kind of for I I for I enrolled myself in the drama class in high school where I had to go on stage, and that really helped. Right. But I used to be very afraid of stage. I they, can't they, they, say, they say stage fright is worse than fear of death. Yeah. 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 Which is really, really interesting. It's Ben Rankin's the the uh, first yeah. fear. Globally. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of what kind of like speeches? What kind of talks have you done in, in Europe and here? Let's talk about that stuff. So I've been always speaking for. Um, very high level um, conferences and forums that mm-hmm. were organized by the government, by the United Nations, by the European Parliament. So the main focus was on Gen Y um, okay. and the workforce, uh, youth empowerment, women empowerment, and okay. education. Okay. Uh, let's backtrack because I, re- I really find this fascinating. What was like your first like public speaking thing you did when you were 17, 18? Do you remember what it was? The first one was when I won the, the prize when oh, I was okay. 17. Thank you speech? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. And for was, how many people? Um, there were around 500 people, oh, wow. and it was okay. all high-level dignitaries from the and European you're like a seventeen-year-old. Yes, I was very passionate. <laughs> I think this is the biggest element for yeah. the success of any public speaker. Um, yeah. I don't see this as a career. I don't. I don't speak for a living. Um, I don't. I just don't see it as. Because I saw some of yourself. You put a lot of content on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Which is really cool. I'm like, why don't you do it full time? Um, or I, as not full time, yeah. as a potential career. I think that um, what I do is very different from what most people that are in public speaking do. Exactly, um, that's my point. I I think that it's important to speak when you have enough content. And you I have completely agree. I don't want to make this as a career because I don't think I, w- I would have enough credible content to speak about i don't want this to be systematic and then i just do it because i need to get an income no i completely agree but do you you see it's something you could probably do as like a a supplementary thing i do it yeah i'm an independent speaker um okay i trained um a big batch in saudi aramco about personal branding okay um i just finished the training with the ministry of uh emeritization and human resources awesome will you train them Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Do so. you take, have you taken any course in public speaking or it's just all you? No. And I mean, I don't think there is like a, you know, a perfect recipe. I just think that you I'm... Just, you just, you're just yourself. Yes. Very That's much so. so. Cool. That's super cool. Thanks. How old are you? I'm 29. Oh, look at you, just a kid. No fear, no shame. Look at you, just a kid. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm 31. But uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> That's super cool. No, I, th- I think, I think don't, maybe don't do it as your full-time career because that's really difficult. And I think you have to like a, a lot of reason why people ask me why I don't do it is because I don't like to go up and t- I don't like I'm a person I don't talk for the sake of talking. That's I it. Ne- I need content, exactly. and I like to have content that I could be passionate about to talk about. So, for example, this is why I like when I when I do speaking, I like to do panels mm-hmm. specifically about digital data programmatic because that's something I'm very passionate about and I love to do it. But you tell me how some go up on stage and just talk. I'm like, nah, it's not me. I'm just not gonna be authentic and it's just not gonna be genuine. I'm yeah. just gonna be there. I'm gonna feel like I have like I mean, a, like a fraud almost. Who does this as a as a living? Yeah, of course not. But I just don't want to feel the pressure of putting yeah sessions that probably are not really as demanded as it should be. You know what I mean? I understand. Yeah. So I like. I mean, I really enjoy when you know I'm invited in conferences yeah. of, of a specific kind. Like I wouldn't just talk anywhere that I'm invited at. Fair it has enough. to be something that is aligned with my mission as well. Yeah, but you so. but you you did a couple of stuff that maybe is different than what you do like in your full time. Like for example, mm-hmm. that personal branding one, for example. Yeah. 
how like how did that come to be you know what i mean yeah i mean uh it's very uh, different than like definitely. you know yeah so how did that happen well i'm i'm a very like i'm, I'm a linkedin junkie um okay, i same. love connecting i love i love branding <laughs> what i do i love to you know just showcase that you know no matter how young you are you can truly make a name for yourself for sure so that was noticed by the government authorities that are working with. So um, they they just decided to um, you know to invite me to to just train other people on how you express yourself and how okay. you. Market. And did you did you put together like a course? How do you, how do you go about preparing for it? I did. Yes, it? I I had a, a module that okay, I created, um, which uh, encompasses, of course, social media presence, public speaking, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the vision in terms of <laughs> yeah. You know how how you market yourself, how you market what your passion is. Super cool. Uh, how how much do you work on your personal brand? Every day, yeah. all day. What 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 channels do you use? Uh, LinkedIn most. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're pretty good. Yeah, on LinkedIn. How, about you, how about your social media like Instagram, Twitter? Um, I'm very active on Facebook. Okay, fine. Uh, like my my. Reach. Do you have a dedicated page for yourself? Uh, no, 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 yeah. Okay, yet. fine. Why not? No, yeah, I will. I will. I'm reaching. Definitely. I'm about to reach five thousand. Connections on Facebook. All right, cool. Um, well, you should make a personal page. Yeah, it's, it's get, I'm getting there. All right, I'm getting cool. there. How about Instagram? Instagram is uh, very private. Um, okay. I why, don't. Yeah. Why don't you make one for your content? Um, I'm thinking about it. I think you I should. just I just want to make sure that it's an angle that is actually gonna add value. I don't want to. I really don't understand people that have it as a you know public persona. No, you I know, understand like, what you mean. Yeah, I want, I want to be credible. Yes. Yeah. So, for example, like I have one. So I have my private one, just friends and family, mm-hmm. very very private. Um, I don't like, yeah, just like posting pictures on like vacation, or whatever. But that's very private. Then I have my digital hoose one, and mm-hmm. that's where it's like my, my content about the podcast goes. But I think you should make one about like your content because I think you have some cool content. I will. Awesome. I definitely. Will. Twitter. Uh, not much. No. Yeah, I'm that's trying. Hard. I'm trying to get more into Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying. I think Twitter has to be used in a different way than the rest. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Twitter is a great way to talk to people and respond more more than posting mm-hmm. like i don't I don't look at twitter as like posting a video like i put some content on there but for me i like to use twitter to like search for topics see what people are talking about jump into a conversation yeah i think you should do that because i think you you you're, you have quite what's really interesting about you you have a quite diverse range of things you can talk about mm-hmm. right not just personal you can go from personal branding to any kind of you know political thing you can talk about you know you can talk about geos so i think you have, you're a lot more you're a lot more vast than i am which is actually awesome for you. So I think you should definitely utilize Twitter. I will definitely but do that. Th- but use it as a conversation platform. Yeah. Not, don't, don't worry about posting. Mm-hmm. Like search for like trending. Like the way the way I do it is something I learned. You know Gary Vee? No. All right. Check him out. He's awesome. He has probably one of the best content in, in the world right now. Him, him, Will Smith, The Rock are probably the top three best content creators right now. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uses it, he calls it the water cooler of our society, mm-hmm. a place where people go in to talk and gossip. So he, he liked it, and I, I use it, and it's been very helpful. For example, I will search specific terms, mm-hmm. say, I don't know, like programmatic or whatever, whatever the term I feel like, and I'll see the conversations, like the top trending conversations. I see, is there a place I could add value, because so, I don't like to talk for the sake of talking. Then I'll jump into that conversation and be like, hey, I think one, two, three, four, or yo, check this out, this article might help you, you know? So I think you should do that. I'll do it. And I'll keep you posted. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm actually really interested. I want to be able to give value back to you. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, cool. Um, let's go in back into, because I think we went on a bit of a tangent there. Bit of a tangent. So let's go back into the things you've been working. Because like, if you look at your LinkedIn, your CV is long. It is. Which is awesome. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, yeah, I suppose it, it is a window to the world, uh, you know, on the things that I've done. And it's 
you know, 10 years of experiences. Yeah, for sure. That... Uh, have you worked on any other NGOs or charities? Um, ever since the Zambia yeah, day? I mean, I, I've been working for many NGOs in my life. Um, I've been working for um, a women empowerment one based in Washington, okay, which was called Alif to Lead. Okay, cool. Um, so that that is a project that lasted for six years. Are you still we, are you still involved? Uh, the charity is not uh, is not that active anymore. Okay, okay. Um, but we've done uh, summits in China with the Chinese okay. government. How do you uh, go about working on something so remotely? It's not easy. We do it a lot. It yeah. seems. But yeah. how do you go about it? I don't know. I don't know. It just comes natural. I, I can't. I can't really. I don't know. I, for me, it's just the way it is. Are you a naturally um, organized person? Yes, definitely, okay, definitely. How do you say organized? I'm, I'd like to know. I'm. I'm not a person that has the tidiest room. Uh, Fair. Like, and apparently that is a sign of intelligence. So I must be like I'm a the, genius. I, I, I must be. <laughs> I must be like Einstein. I must be Stephen yeah, Hawking. Then. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I definitely plan ahead. I, I have a schedule for my week, for my daily goals. Um, I know where I need to get every month in terms okay. of career, in terms of personal branding, in terms okay, of connections. Cool. Yes. Do you journal a little? You keep a journal? Very often. Yes. All right. Cool. You know, the, so this is something I started. So I've, you can see, I'll. I love journals. So I keep journals for everything. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've started uh, maybe last year and it's changed my life. Yeah. I love journaling. I, I, I quit for some time because okay. I, I, when I was younger, I was writing so much that I kind of got, sure. got lost and didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't act as much okay. as I should, mm. but um, it's important to, 100%. you know, write down what you're, you're going 100%. through. So what, what are you working on currently besides like your full-time job? Are you mm -hmm. Anything else? Any kind of advisory boards you're on? Any kind of charities you're working on? Yeah, no. I, I do advise um, several charities. Um, All right, cool. Yes. Anything you can talk about? Okay, no. no. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's a surprise. Right, It'll okay. come soon. Oh, okay, so it's, it's Stay still, tuned. It's still work. It's still <laughs> work. Okay, fine. When it, when it happens, let me know. I will. Maybe we'll come back on the podcast I and we'll will. talk about yes. it. Yes. With pleasure. Cool. Oh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Um, I really like the things you're working on. I, one of the things I worked on, did you ever get involved in like any kind of NGOs, charities for animals? Not yet. All right, cool. Not Are you an animal person? Uh, I love animals. I'm a horse rider. No way. A question. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, do you ride here? Yes. Yes. Oh, interesting. I, is, is it easy to do that here? Uh, yes, it, there are many stables. Expensive um, compared to Europe? I sub, mm, no, I would say that it's actually a bit cheaper. Is it? A little bit, not much. One of the few times that Dubai is cheaper in the rest of the world. Yeah. All right. um, I love animals. Uh, yes. So uh, one thing I used to get involved with is um, I used to foster dogs. Yeah. So I, I love dogs. And I feel that dogs are treated very badly here. Yeah. Especially the... I don't know if anyone knows this. It's something I learned when I got into the dog world. It's dogs you buy come from a specific country. Right. All yeah. dogs. Yeah. And they're just not that treated well. And the amount of abandoned dogs is crazy. Mm. And, and and there's a lot of kennels. Dogs are breeds as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of kennels. And but but by I think by by law I think when you when you hit a capacity at a kennel you start killing off the dogs that start coming in mm. which is horrible. So I worked with an organization called Sniff S N I F F. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, shout yeah. out, those guys are awesome. I wish I could, I want to get back involved. It's been been many years, but I did it for a couple of years. And basically, you take a dog the day before it gets put down. Mm. So all, it's like death row dogs almost. So I used to get all these dogs. I get a dog that he's literally about to die the next day. I keep him with me till he finds a home. Then get another dog and get another dog and another dog. Mm. And it was really really fun. That's and I, I, I think it's I think it's really important. I think for almost like your soul to get involved in some kind of charity. Find you a way need to, to pay give it back. forward. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't matter the cause, but I just don't understand when people have more than they have, but they don't realize how lucky they are and they don't pay it forward. I mean, for me, it's just something. Yeah, just so straightforward. Like um, in yeah. Dubai, um, I was helping a friend of mine um, who created this uh, um, initiative called Feed the Laborer. 
Okay. So I know that one. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's yes, awesome. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's so really, really I've been cool. helping. Yeah, every every now and then. That's awesome. Um, and it's it's just, I mean it's something just so straightforward for me. I don't kind of really explain. No, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. I think I don't know. I think it's human nature to always go like, oh, I'd love to help right now. I just can't. I'm too busy. Or man, I don't have enough money to help. I think I think I'd like to think that people are naturally good. I'd like to think that. Um, but I think people also are susceptible to excuses, mm-hmm. right? Which is the easiest thing to do. Definitely. It's the easiest thing to be like, oh, I'd love to help this charity. Yeah. I've been wanting to help, you know, I don't know. I want to, I want to get involved with like autistic children. I'm just, I can't dedicate my time. I'm super busy. It's easy to say that. Right. But the intention might be there, but it's just, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, I can't do this now. I think this is where we I think people have to get over the excuse. Definitely. But it's also important yeah. not to go to the other extreme where you just do too much as well. Okay. Because charity, it is true that it can become expensive in terms of time, resources. Sure. Like, it's important that, like, sensitizing the others to join, mm. you know? But you can't just do that all the time as well. 100%. You know? Do you feel, like, I always, always, I'm always, I think a lot of people think this, and I used to think that, I don't know if I still do actually. A lot of times we're like, okay, I want to help this cause, but I feel if I give money, not, like there's a lot of hidden costs that come so the people won't get the full amount definitely all right cool unfortunately i've had so many insights in the way international organizations and ngos can you work sure? huh? can you sure no i can't all right, fine, but it's enough. it's it's you know publicly available like all right, fine, fine, the biggest charities have the worst record of you know the way they spend their money all right cool and that that goes like especially in war zones and it's terrible yeah yes. ever ever worked in a war zone or ever tried to give back you know is that, is that just a difficult it's just too hard to do it's a bit difficult yeah. um, my mom used to be part of the red cross On the way. for many years That's and awesome. yeah she was supposed to be sent to afghanistan when i was young okay wow um and yeah it j- thankfully didn't happen because yeah. many people that from the italian red cross went to afghanistan that never I, came back yeah oh wow so I said, if you go to Afghanistan, I'm never going to talk to you ever again. So it didn't happen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Glad, <laughs> glad she's safe. It's difficult. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. life choice. And, you know, okay, what, how would you recommend to people? Because that's something I've been wanting to do. I want to get more involved in charities. I absolutely love it. I love helping people. How, 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 would, how would you recommend the best way for me to get involved? Any, 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 what's like the proper way to do it and do it right and not waste don't waste too much money or or don't put your time in the wrong place how, how would you go about it i suppose helping people or animal is yeah. never like you know putting time you know in, in the wrong way that's why I'm, I'm very wary of donation money donation yes it's more about yeah the time and the efforts you put into you know um, so instead of money you don't give money actually put your time definitely and effort. definitely um it's important to get to speak like to many people um there is a big community in dubai that is quite involved with charity charitable work um i've been referred to as nif uh from a friend of mine actually who still looks after dogs and awesome so i believe that word of mouth is the best way um i believe there are there's quite a lot of information on the net but um unless you take the trouble to actually go and visit yeah. every single charity, yeah. it's not going to be that easy. Is there any so. cause you're specifically passionate about? I'm very passionate about young people. Young uh, people. Empowering, okay. you know, the next generation of, in this case, Emirati, to okay, become fine. truly leaders of what the economy will be in yeah. the next 10 years. How about how about back home? Are you doing anything back home? Yes. All I'm right, cool. heavily involved with the British Council. Okay, um, cool. I was part of a program called Global Changemakers. Okay. What's um, that program? So um, it was a program for um, young people okay. that were keen on grassroots projects. 
Okay. So I come from a town that has been um, heavily affected by mafia. Okay. Um, so my grassroots project was um, going to different orphanages um, okay. and just teaching kids through drama. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, the power of you know releasing all the negative. Are you still doing that energy. every time you're heading over? Are you doing something? No, but I, I have ended the project to some of my friends. All right, very and, cool. Yes. What do you think is the biggest thing that's plaguing the youth today? I believe there is not, there are not many opportunities to make a life for yourself. Like there is a lot of, um, there is a, there is a big network of you know, opportunities to you know start somewhere, but mm -hmm. we don't really have an opportunity to have a stable life. Why do you think that you know? is? It's, I mean, it's, it's a very big, um, I mean, generally, of course, there are so many lobbies and interest groups that tend to take monopoly over certain you sure. know, industries. Um, it just breaks my heart to see, you know, people, young people that are so talented that just take a really long time to get hired. Um, mm. So, I mean, in my, in my opinion, at this point in time, just not having, you know, the opportunity to survive. As yeah, it's not easy, thing. especially when I, I talk to my dad. And my dad, for example, came to the GC in the I don't know, 70s and 80s. And and a lot of his generation think about the GC as it was a golden age for them, right? And uh, it wasn't like our time, right? This was pre-2000s where you could come to GC make tons of money, mm -hmm. tons of money and leave a very, very wealthy man. It's a lot harder now, globally, I think. Not just, not just here, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very worried about... Gen Z, no, so Gen Z, I'm worried about Gen Z and about what the, I think, I think they have capabilities that we don't because mm -hmm. I guess I'm a millennial, what's a millennial, is that Gen Y? Gen yeah, X? Gen Y. Okay, fine. And Gen Z is new article. Mm -hmm. So it was, they have, like, I, I worry about them because I don't know if they're ready for the harshness of the world. That is very likely. Um, I don't think they are. And I worry about my, like, my niece and nephew and I try to, I try to give them as much value in terms of that. Because they don't know how harsh the world is. The world's harsh. It is a difficult place. Yeah. yeah. So and it's funny yeah. we say that from Dubai, but it is the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's in Dubai. And we're 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 probably luckier than most of the world. I think yeah. I think the fact that we're here. I like the intellectual honesty. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think the fact that we're here, the fact that we're sitting in this room talking to podcasts, I think we're probably what we're probably in the top thirty percent of the world. Something ridiculous like that. Just the fact that we're drinking water. And have jobs we're probably in the top 30 yeah. percent but even with all of that it is it's, it's not easy i think and i think times are really changing and i try to help like for example my niece and nephew and i, I worry about them in terms of what they're going to expect and they're saying that oh, there was some weird statistic the suicide rates for like the newest generations high yes and scary it is it is yeah. and of course with you know social media there's so much access to yeah. the negative side 100 of life yeah and you know people just I mean, well, it's a long story, but I believe that a lot of young people, so you know, misuse the term depression. hundred percent. It's great. It's great to have awareness. But just to label yourself as depressed, as clinically depressed, is something that has driven yeah. you know so many young people to get to kill themselves. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very right. worried, and it's something I think that's plaguing the U.S. right now is the epidemic of opioids and um, and prescribed um, you know things like Xanax antidepressants these things are horrible for you I, I think there's I think it's reflecting now you can see even the, in the shootings going on in the states right now there's a reason why all, almost all the shooters are on anti, anti, antidepressants 
the axis just it's of course, too easy <laughs> produces this it's catastrophic result it's too easy I, I remember i forgot what state or what city or something like that is where basically you can go to one pharmacy pick up and you go to the next pharmacy pick up and you end up having a ton of this these these drugs it's really bad and i feel and i and it's, there's a reason why these people are suicidal and then do these horrific acts and in Dubai, you cannot even get Panadol almost yeah. <laughs> without a prescription. But, uh, yeah, I mean, great. yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm totally for it. Um, yeah. I, think, I think we definitely need to give a lot more education. I think mental health needs to be treated more importantly. Very much so. Yeah. And I think, I think Dubai is, is better than the rest of the Middle East, I probably would say. For like, sure. Uh, like, especially coming from like Lebanon, for example. And the many areas, it's, it's, it's like a stigma to talk about mental health. Right, you, like if you go see a psychiatrist, people call you crazy. Yeah. Oh, your daughter's crazy. Your son's crazy. He's going. But like, it's important. Definitely. Like, like I, I always tell my friends is I, 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 I went through a huge evolution in my life where I worked on myself for like a period of four years, worked on my mental state, confidence, things like that, and to where I am today. It took me four or five long years. I wish I just went and spoke to someone. I probably would have done it quicker. Hopefully. And I wish yeah. I tell my friends if you're going through that and you want to work on yourself. Find someone to help you. Don't do it yourself. It's hard. It's difficult. No. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. just go through, you know, yeah. reading self-help books. I mean, you need you need the, the support of a specialist. 100%. And I did it alone. And it took me four or five long, long years. I, I did understand. it. But I, and I'm happy I did it. I yeah. wish I just sometimes I would like, I, if I could go back in time to when I was 25, 26, I'll be like, dude, go go see someone. Yes. I think it'll help your life a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh any upcoming projects you'd like to talk about? I'd like, because I, I think you have so, you've been working on some cool stuff. Thanks. But a lot, it seems like a lot That's of things. That's true. <laughs> lot, it is. It's, it's okay. Hype yourself <laughs> up. It's okay. But a lot of things, I, I, I totally understand and respect that some things are still in the hush hush confidential. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to talk about that you can, that you feel? Um, this year, uh, for the Charlemagne um, yes. prize competition, we're going to have um, the 12th edition. Okay. Um, there's going to be some really big. Um, Big dignitaries that are going to come and honor the young awesome. people that are shaping Europe. Where's going to be held? Um, it's going to be in Aachen, in Germany. Okay. Uh, which is the birthplace of Charlemagne. Oh, okay. okay. Um, this year, the president of the European Parliament is a journalist. Okay. Um, an Italian journalist. Okay. So um, it it is a big time for the European Union. Um, you know, to just support young people. I think this is something that I really miss. Um of Europe. Uh, mm. I, I have received so many opportunities. Uh, I've been, of course, creating them. I've been hunting for them as well. But I believe that it would be fantastic if in this region, young people were championed as much as mm. in Europe. Um, are you gonna, Are great. you hopefully going to, maybe not now, maybe in the future, can we work on some projects that could help us with that? Definitely, definitely. So I, keep an eye out. Yeah, I am working with the government on something. All right, so hush, hush. When hush, it comes hush, out, we'll yeah. know about Stay it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I think that's super cool. Thanks. That's super cool. All right. Um, where where are you? What kind of content are you putting out these days? Um, I feature a lot of the things that I I create in terms okay. of my events. Uh, for me, it's very important to to make sure that people understand that producing conferences is a very important and sensitive job. Yeah. Um, this is because. In such a polarized world, conferences mm. are still the space where people actually have a dialogue. Yeah, just some good a, discourse, yeah. And a dialogue that they wouldn't have otherwise. Very true. Um, so, you know, I broker relations. Um, okay. I create platforms to make sure that, you know, all the value chain, the whole ecosystem comes together and talks about how to, to tackle a certain So are you issues. organizing an event from A to Z? 
You're like basically the Definitely, project. Yes. You're bringing everyone together. You bring the speakers. You bring the people. That's you're, right. you're, you're even hooking up with like the ticketing person. Everything. You're doing everything. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. It's important to have a vision for an event that has a bigger, you know, scope. Um, yes. Like what what I do, what I've always done since I started working in conferences is to make sure that we create a community that is alive throughout mm. one addition to the other. Um, and again, I mean, we, we create change. It's not, it's not just about, you know, filling a room and getting money out of sponsorship. No, it's not about that at all. I mean, many, many people in the industry believe that this is the case, but and well, look, it's not for look, me. Let's not yeah. lie. It's a profitable industry. Yeah. And I'm sure is. people are making tons of money, but I always think about this way. What's the purpose of what you do? Are you doing this to make some money? Are you going to do this for value? Like you can, you can give value and make money. And that's the right thing to do. You yeah. can't have one and not have the well, other. You have to be profitable yeah. or there's no yeah. point of even working on it. But I think yeah. people should put the end customer. And I think this is where many events, even if, they, even if they're packed, I still think they're failing in that because they're not looking at value to the end person, the end yes. customer. And I think that's where we're not being customer centric. And I think we're kind of just riding the wave and mm -hmm. trying to make as much money. And I really hope that events are doing that because I mean, sometimes you look at these events, be it from music events to conferences, sometimes the tickets are like, it's a ridiculous amount of money. It is. Where a young person student is not going to be able to afford to go to it. Why, why are we it doing that? It is still very elitist. You know what I mean? Is. So I don't know why we're doing that way. I'd love to see a conference with a, with the, with a student or young person in mind to give value to that person in a way that guy, that person doesn't have to spend, basically if he's working, whatever, all his money on it or his parents go broke or it's like, 3,000 Durham ticket. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be working on some cool stuff. Yes, you'll be hearing very soon about it. Very this. excited. Yes. All right, cool. Um, where can people reach out? Where, where, where you post content besides LinkedIn? Um, it's mostly LinkedIn, cool. but I'm going to launch. This is like an exclusive. Exclusive, guys. Listen up. <laughs> I'm going to launch my website. Awesome. Um, where I'm going to put all my talks and all the, the pieces that I've been when's that When's that going to be looking to cut life? So um, it's going to be just, you know, a personal page. Yeah, well, next uh, month, two months, three months. Um, I'm looking into launching it at the end of the year. End of the year. Yes. Awesome. Cool. Uh, because this podcast will probably go live in six weeks from now. Okay. I thought six months. No, not six months. <laughs> six weeks from now. So if there's a okay. link that you'd like me to add for that website as yeah. like a, a teaser, let's do it. Okay. Cool. Let's create some hype. Super cool. So all your content is going to be there. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And it's going to be a, a place where people can also suggest topics for discussion cool. and... You know, we can have like a, a longer, you know, task force. On you get involved. There's there's this one I just recently got uh, called, I think it's called FunDXB. F-U-N, -F FunDXB. But it's mostly on entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. where They try to bring people together and talk, and listen to some entrepreneurs talk about their successes, failures. They had they had an event last week. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have you heard of it. It's, it seems pretty cool. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going to those. Okay. So it seems like they're trying to get some content going. It's very entrepreneurship focused, but. Better than nothing, I guess. So anyway. <laughs> Better well, than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just entrepreneurship. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so guys, when you're listening to this, you guys want to reach out. I think, you have, I think you're working on some cool stuff. Thank you. And, Sam, and so do you. Take credit for I'm doing okay. Serious. I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that the people coming on have been absolutely awesome. I'm very lucky uh, that way. And the people that the excitement that people are bringing. And that I'm... I think when I first moved here and stuff, I think everyone was, I thought everyone was just like trying to just make it through the day and no one's doing anything extra. But then I talked to people like you, for example, and it's nice. It's, it's nice to know there's people like you out there. It, it makes, it makes humanity better. So thank you for everything <laughs> you do. And uh, so guys, hopefully the website will be up soon. Check that out for sure. Thank you. Uh, we, wanna, we can't wait for that. 
and hopefully we'll be hearing some awesome news coming forward we'll definitely have to come on the podcast when that happens when you can talk about it ask any question you'd like i'm very happy to yeah um you know also point you out to ways yeah guys for in, sure in touch and if there's any kind of charity that uh, kiara is working on that you'd like to get involved reach out um you can hit her up on linkedin it's kiara how do you say your last name? Palieri. Palieri. And hit her up there. And hopefully we'll check out her her, her website. We'll be coming out soon. That'll be awesome. Really cool content, guys. Check out the content. I really like it. Uh, for this podcast, we are officially, I think, 10, 10 sites plus. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. And Rami. We're on and Rami, which is awesome. Um, you can find me at Digital Hoos on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, LinkedIn is Hassam Al Haj, H U W S A M, and that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add to? Thank you. Keep the great work up. I appreciate it. Appreciate and it so much. Yeah, I'll see you for the second episode. Oh, definitely. We're we're 100% doing second episodes. Uh, I can't wait for that one, and hopefully, we'll dive into more of the stuff you're working on. Inshallah. Inshallah. All right, all right guys, <laughs> take it easy. This is let's take this online, and we are out. <laughs>